0: The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello there, I'm Peter Strachan. Welcome to another edition of Stockhead's Rock Yarn. Rare earth minerals contain critical strategic metals that support manufacture of superconductors, permanent magnets, phosphors and many other products that are increasingly finding application in electronic appliances, power generation and aviation guidance uh, systems. So uh, forecasts for increased demand for rare earth elements predict that mining and processing of these valuable minerals will be a growth area for many companies that have identified Projects uh, on the way. Prices are rising for rare earth elements, especially those used to produce permanent magnets that are becoming more prolific in areas of low carbon energy. In March quarter this year, NDPR oxide traded it up to 145 US dollars a kilogram, up from about 68 dollars a kilogram at the same time last year. And other rare earth elements have shown similar strength. To outline some new uh, opportunities and update on its project developments, we are delighted to welcome Chris Gibbs, who is the Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer of American Rare Earths Limited. Welcome, Chris. Uh, American Rare Earths uh, has a market capitalisation of about $150 million and had over $11 million of cash and investments at the end of the March 22 quarter. The company's has moved to increase tonnage at its La Paz Bulk Rare Earth Project in Arizona, where it estimates an exploration target of up to 900 million tonnes on top of an already existing estimated resource of about 170 million tonnes with a relatively low grade of around 0.035% total rare earths. But Chris, this morning's uh, news is quite uh, interesting. Uh, recent work at the company's Halleck Creek project in Wyoming has somewhat overshadowed the news from La Paz. So can we start there where uh, spot rare earth element samples show XRF indications of up to 2% total rare earth oxide? What's happening there?
1: You know, hey, look, Peter, and uh, hey, thank you for the opportunity to join you on today's program. But uh, no, look, we're, we're extremely excited with what we're seeing at the Halleck Creek project. And uh, as you mentioned. Peter, we've got the uh, La Paz project and we've been moving that project forward and we're also excited about the La Paz project. But at Halleck Creek, we picked up this project last year and uh, since we've been moving this project forward and we've just completed our maiden drill campaign at this project and we're still waiting for the uh, formal assay results coming back from the core. But what our geologists have seen on the ground and from our XRF samples um, using handheld devices, um, we're seeing uh, some yeah, outstanding results. And we put out a press release yeah, this morning announcing the completion of that main drill program. Um, as part of that program, we uh, completed yeah, nine holes um, going down to uh, around about uh, yeah, 100 metres each. And uh, yes, we've... Uh, <clears throat> Seeing some outstanding results in terms of you know, some of these initial yeah, indications
0: for grade. So these were the, these were just vertical holes, Chris. And what's what's the sort of mineralisation style there?
1: Well, the mineralisation style it's uh, it's an allanite yeah, hosted uh, material here, and uh, but uh, yeah, look it's uh, yeah it, this is a a large plutonic yeah, structure that uh, encompasses a wide area. And uh, you know, the, the Hallock Creek project, it's you know, just the sheer size and scale of this thing is is huge. And so right now our nine holes are uh, over an area just to, to really uh, give us an indication of the you know, the extent of this mineralization and uh, you know, the, uh, the space. And uh, so we've completed that and we're you know, anxiously waiting to get these real results back. But based on what we've seen, we're already planning our Our next phase, and our next drill campaign, to uh, to move forward so that we can really establish a resource.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine you would. So, where in Wyoming is it exactly, and what sort of access to infrastructure do you have there?
1: Yeah, look, in in Wyoming, it's uh, yeah. If you uh, yeah, Wyoming's a a large state, um, but uh, yeah, we're uh, just outside of uh, a town called Laramie, which is in the uh, southern part of. Yeah, Wyoming, and it's really about a you know, three-hour drive out of more well, Denver, Colorado. Now, look, the infrastructure is outstanding here. Very good roads, um, yeah, bitumen roads getting to uh, the edge of the property, and then it's a, uh, it's just about a you know, five-minute you know, ride in. Um, but good at, you know, infrastructure with you know, obviously roads, you know, local communities you know, close by, um, and also we uh, power um, and. Uh, Various infrastructure is uh, close and handy, but you know, the other big piece is that Wyoming, as a you know, state, is a very much a mining-friendly jurisdiction.
0: Yeah, indeed, I've been uh, there to that part of the world and uh, looking for shale gas and so forth in the basin, but the DJ basin. So, Chris, can you tell the listener about the mineralisation at? La Paz, which is in your Arizona deposit.
1: Yeah, look, La, La Paz is a, uh, you know, we currently have a a jork resource there of, uh, it's, you know, of 170 million ton, um, but that also is a, uh, yeah an alanite hosted deposit. And uh, the, uh, the type of rare earths that, you know, well, both these projects that we're going for is uh, essentially the uh, magnetic material you know, rare earths, which is neodymium and prosodymium. And, uh, but uh, now look, you know, for La Paz, we just also completed you know, nine you know, drill holes at La Paz for a new area, well, an exploration target that we've got there, um, which is in the uh, south you know, west zone. And that you know, what, uh, what we saw there has uh, you know, well, shown us extensive chlorite and epidote you know, alterations uh, you know, within these drill holes. And uh, we're seeing uh, again some consistent grade you know, come through from uh, just our observations there. So we're seeing similar to what we saw in the Jork resource um, in this uh, large you know, exploration target, which is just under a, a billion ton exploration target. So uh, again, we're very excited about the La Paz you know, resource, I mean, uh, the La Paz project. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, we're anxiously waiting to get these drill results back for La Paz as well as Hallett
0: Creek. How long will it take to get the, uh, the assay results from both projects through the laboratories there?
1: Things aren't moving too quick in the laboratories. It's taken between 8 to 12 weeks to uh, to get your results back. Um, but we're anticipating results you know, for La Paz, hopefully uh, get some results some initial results from the first drilling towards the end of this month into uh, early June. So uh, that's that's when we're looking.
0: Okay. Now, Chris, you've also done some metallurgical test work on, um, on the La Paz mineralisation and it indicates that magnetic separation is a viable option there for uh, basically reducing the amount of material that you have to put through the flotation circuit. Have you done any other ore sorting type technologies and have you taken the project through to a final sort of concentrate now look it's still
1: uh, we're uh, still midway through completing that metallurgical test work we did put out a press release only just a few weeks ago you know, with a bit of an update um, and you know, what it has shown is that the ore is responding extremely well to conventional technology so uh, you really prior to that flotation stage uh, magnetic separation we're' uh, seen you know, some significant upgrading of the material, but most importantly, we're seeing at that early stages around seventy-five percent of the gang material being been uh, taken out, and so we're now in the midst of doing our flotation test work, and so we're hoping to get the uh, well this test work. We're using uh, your Wood your PLC in Perth to oversee the program and uh, the folks at the Negrom Laboratories are uh, doing that work for us. We're hoping to uh, get those results uh, completed you know, really uh, towards the end of this month.
0: Yeah, Chris, do you have any indication about the what the basket of rare earths will be? Because each deposit is quite bespoke. Some have more neodymium and praseodymium, and some have got less. So, uh, And the valuation of the, the concentrate, of course, to, is dependent on the high-value REEs that are in it. So, have we any idea what sort of valuation a, a concentrate might might be?
1: Well, at this stage, I don't have the uh, the valuation for the uh, the concentrate, but the baskets of uh, goods that we are going after there are the neodymium, presodymium, and uh, there is uh, some terbium in there as well. But also, uh, we've got for the La Paz project within that chalk resource, we uh, yeah, we also have a significant uh, scandium material as well. So. Uh, it is still yeah, early days in in that regard, Peter. Um, but uh, yeah, that yeah will be coming out as we uh, get complete this metallurgical test work. We're also working on uh, essentially the uh, first PEA that will be completed for that project by the uh, year end.
0: So you're looking for preliminary feasibility work by the year by the end of 2022. Correct. Yeah, well, scandium's an interesting one. It's the element that everyone's talking about that's going to be able to alloy with aluminium to make it stronger and lighter. And so, but at the moment, there's not. It's a tiny market. So uh, you, you, I think it's a matter of availability of scandium and scandium in the marketplace, and the demand will be there. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a, it's one of those
1: materials which is going to be called upon. I think even more going forward in the future. That's obviously it's a, it's a growth market um and but like all of these uh, your rare earths and uh, your, your critical materials the challenge isn't necessarily finding them the challenge is actually the uh, processing refining and yeah that's yeah, part of the challenge as well with scandium and th- and that's what we're going through here with this metallurgical test work is you know, we're going after first the uh, magnetic materials nowodymium prosodymium the the uh, Scandium will be more a, a byproduct for for this resource. But-
0: so at La Paz, you're indi- you've got an indicated uh, grade there of about 350 to 400 ppm, which is about 0.035% rare earths, and you're going to be able to upgrade that quite significantly through the process. So uh, I guess it's from an economic point of view, you need to know, and, and that'll be coming through as you do the feasibility work, what, you know, the valuation of each tonne of mineralization is and how much it's going to cost you to dig it out and process it. And that's ultimately the uh, end game,
1: yeah. No, no, exactly. And and look, what, you know, La Paz, you know, and uh, you know, if you look at the La Paz project, you know, the grades at La Paz are... Uh, a fairly, uh, you know, what I call it, a lower-grade deposit. But what excites us about La Paz is just the sheer size and scale of this deposit. Peter, it's it's absolutely huge. And uh, you know, if you, you know, I, I liken it to a large copper-gold you know, copper, you know porphyry site where you've got uh, a huge amount of the material, and that's what we've got here at La Paz. It's, uh, it's a huge, huge site, and we're seeing, you know, this go over a, a large, you know, footprint and what excites us about this is that uh, we're, we're seeing some consistency in terms of the grade so uh, it'll be a low strip ratio be a large volume uh, open pit type mining arrangement so we're quite excited about what we see there
0: yeah, it's more quarrying than mining it's just yeah so um yeah so chris how mature is the company's biological processing test work you've spoken about that in previous reports.
1: Yeah, in the previous press releases, that's uh, that's gone out. Uh, it's that it, that work is progressing currently, and uh, so uh, I don't have any update apart from that. That test work is taking place. Um, we're hoping to uh, you know, get some you know, preliminary feedback on that in you know, in the coming months. Um, but uh, it is it is still you know, early days for that test work. And look, that that work um, yeah you know, there's. A lot of government funding being thrown into new technologies and that bioengineering is yeah, is quite exciting because you know, the La Paz project, although it's got such a large you know, resource and it, uh, you know, it, the lower grade, what makes this unique is the low thorium and uh, uranium type content that is so often associated with rare earths. So that's what this bioengineering is uh, looking at and and that's what makes it quite exciting for us. Is that uh, a breakthrough in that regard will you know, will transform you know, the industry and uh, really you know, lead to really a cleaner and greener way of processing rare earths. And uh, you know, La Paz is at the forefront of that.
0: Yeah, that's that's right. Because a lot of these uh, deposits have tricky issues with waste material if it's uh, radioactive. So, look, um, rare earths have become quite critical to the new energy economy, as we said earlier. Can you outline what steps have been taken by the Biden administration in the USA to shore up its supplies, given that the market is now dominated 80% by Chinese miners and processors? Yeah, look,
1: it's, uh, it's, it's no secret, the, uh, the, you know, the US, and I think for that matter as well, yeah, I put Australia in that we, uh, yeah, Australia and the US and also Canada yeah, took their eye off a lot of the uh, the rare earth you know, type mining. And so, yes, it is dominated by China. And uh, within the US, there's uh, a yeah, huge focus on uh, you know, critical materials. And, uh, you know, that focus, there's, uh, you know, from a funding perspective, um, you know, There's uh, billions of dollars which have been thrown into funding, and there's more to come. Um, We uh, are working with various senators and folks, very well connected, in with the various folks in the administration. And uh, right now, there's uh, access to funding um, and new tech, well, to uh, people to look at new technologies for processing refining, but. Across the board, the uh, the U.S. It did take their eye off that ball, but are right now trying to uh, speed that up. So the one thing we're a member of, uh, Peter, is we're a member of the U.S. Critical Materials Institute, I'm one of only uh, a few companies, you know, and if I take the rare earth space, it's really ourselves and Rio Tinto that are uh, members of the Critical Materials Institute. And that gives us access to be working with some of the brightest minds in the world who are looking at new technologies for processing rare earths and that's where uh, we've established these partnerships and where as some of the uh, folks at these universities and research institutes are now using our raw as feedstock through their research programs so um yeah across the board the u.s government it's not just rhetoric um, they are throwing you know, the resources and uh, yeah, we will see more to come in that space, And but there is a lot of catch-up that's taking place, Peter.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, US money looking at projects within Australia as well, and I think projects like that that are on their doorstep. So, Chris, has, has the company established any uh, downstream uh, contacts with potential processors in the USA who might be able to take your concentrate or add value to it? down the track?
1: Right, right now, you know, Peter, I'm uh, adopting what I call our bookend strategy, which is uh, focused on the, uh, the front end, which is really, you know, we believe we've got some of the you know, major rare earth you know, deposits you know, in the US and some of the largest, but we're also working with the researchers and the universities you know, in this R&D space. As I mentioned before, that's where there are partnerships with the various you know, research bodies you know, within the Critical Materials Institute and some of these universities they're looking at this new technology but as yet we uh, you know, we haven't you know, gone and you know, hopped on a particular horse or uh, decided to uh, run with a you know, specific you know, processing technology um, we are still doing that metallurgical test work and uh, you know, what's good about that is that that test work is proving that traditional your methodologies and technologies is proving favourable for our uh, you know, our resource. Um, but we're also on a number of you know, different horses uh, you know, in this technology race. And uh, you know, our strategy is to then really pivot and move to uh, you know, what makes sense at that stage. So it's still early days in some of that technology for the you know, transformational breakthrough technology for uh, you
0: know, rare
1: earths. But we're in the game. And that's what's really important. That's what's exciting for us, Peter.
0: Yeah, well, it's going to be an exciting uh, couple of months. You've got the assay results coming back from both La Paz and um, the uh, project in, Way- in Wyoming at Hallett Creek. And uh, that'll be coming through in uh, June, uh, July. And the ongoing metallurgical uh, test works and the follow up drilling. So, and leading to preliminary feasibility work by the end of the year. So, you're going to be busy uh, there, Chris, with all of that work, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a busy time, but you know, it's an exciting
1: time, and it couldn't be a you know, more exciting time to be in the, the rare earth game. And, and look, we're not new at it. We've you know, been plugging away at this for some time and uh, moving these you know, projects forward. And yeah, we're well positioned, um, and uh, in particular, with everything going on in the US got our technical team our leadership team in the, the us and yeah a lot of work so it's it's quite exciting and uh, I, I think a lot of good things to come for uh, for shareholders and people uh, involved so uh, exciting stuff
0: yeah well chris thank you for coming to join this edition of stockheads Rockion. hey thank you peter and you take care